Hello, cuties! Welcome back to an episode of One Cute Drink with Malenstein. It's your girls. We are live and performing. This is exciting because today is our first episode that we're recording for the TV screens. And hopefully one day we'll probably use this episode to like do clips and stuff. But then in the future, we will upload full episodes of video to what will probably be a YouTube channel and our TikTok, et cetera, reels. And this is exciting. Woo! Ooh, I kind of feel like I don't know what I'm doing because it's like we've never recorded. I don't know. I don't, there's just a lot happening in this moment. First of all, everything Christine just said, we are on camera. So we have my little phone set up on a tripod situation. And we're just going to pull clips for now um, for like Instagram or whatever. And yeah, eventually we would love to have like a legit um camera situations you can see is on the big screen i know i was telling mal i can't wait until we can hire someone to do all this bullshit bullshit (laughs) because of course we had a situation today mal came over brought all of our stuff and (laughs) unfortunately somehow somehow our mic cords got left behind and she lives like a solid like 20 minutes i'd say from me So we were like, okay, now what? Do we go back to your house? And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, oh, there is a local guitar center here. So we called and they had a cord and then we put it all together and we are here and it's fine. And we're back and we're making it work because today is a very special day and we are so excited. We are so excited. Okay, you guys. So recently, um, what is today? June 28th. So June 19th was our 10 year anniversary in Denver. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> sparkles and fireworks sparkles and works and june what june 22nd was our two-year like official live podcast date i think so may actually i think it was the 24th because that's when it popped up on my memories yeah either way it was like around that time but in there within the same week of june marked a very very big momentous what's the word like it a marked monument- a, it marked a milestone. A milestone. Ten years in the Mile High City, and then of course, like this is exciting. We, I think, this says a lot. Is two years consistently posting to our podcast, recording episodes. Obviously, not weekly, but at least on a regular basis. And I'm so excited to be celebrating today's episode. Is brought to you by Mimosas. Mimosas. Cheers. Hey, thanks for watching. We're so excited. This is so fun, and we're trying something new today, and hopefully. We can get all this stuff figured out, but um, I'm sure it's going to be fine. And yeah, we're fucking here. God damn it. Fuck Miles, we're Ugh. here. You know, there's a lot going on in the world. But before I think we get into that, what a fun weekend that just happened. Well, okay. So the weekend started on Thursday for us. We went to a show at Red Rocks, Seven Lions. I do think I want to talk about what we put in our bodies. Yeah, I'm ready. Because it was my first time. <laughs> Not your first time. Okay, well, with that combination. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is there a name for it or it's just the combo? I think it's just the combo. So we all did a little bit of a dabby of sass slash Molly, which I know we've talked about in previous episodes that I wanted Mal to try. Yeah. So we, I did it. She did it. Took us for a ride. I had a good time. I think, though, now that I'm old enough to, like, kind of, like, rate the experiences that I've had, I think that, 
honestly, sometimes as much as I love doing it for shows, sometimes it almost like hinders me mm-hmm. because I felt like I said this earlier, but I feel like at one point I was sitting down and I was like gathering my role and I kept saying to myself, like embrace the role, like embrace it, like everything's fine. And then I just like look over and like you're talking to people, Nick's talking to people, like everyone's like mingling. And I was like, I just want to be like up and down on the rocks, like mingling. And I feel like I'm just like secured to my seat right now because I need to either roll it out or like gather my emotions or my feelings and like kind of come back to. And I didn't really love that in that moment because I was like, damn, like that's not me. Like I love to chat. I know. I know exactly what you mean. It like almost, it silenced you. It put you on mute. Kind of, yeah. I remember there was one point, but this is also like my own bad. I'm just like, I was so fucking chatty on Thursday night. I could not stop talking. (laughs) James, what did he call me? Oh, yeah, I'm a Jabberwocky. (laughs) 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 Which was so true. I was like super chatty on Thursday. But I remember like looking at you at one moment and I think you were kind of like peak, peak rolling probably. And I'm trying to like make the most random plan with you for Sunday morning. Oh my and God, I remember. You're like, okay, yeah, but just like not right now, please. <laughs> I do remember that. I was like, okay, let's talk about this tomorrow when I'm in the right like headspace. And you're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Wink, wink. And then you're like, by the way, look at this song I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I did write a song. I can't read it to you guys because... It's on my camera. Oh, wait. I think I remember. Oh, yeah. It's on my camera. It's on my phone. There's so much happening. It was I like, like, don't know where to look because we are being recorded. It's so cool. I think it's important. I think everyone's going to walk through this with us. I think as long as we're like interacting, we could yeah. like look, but we don't have to. I know. I feel strange staring ahead at the camera because I like to look at you. I look at you, but then when I talk, I look at the ceiling a lot. Do yeah. you notice that I do that? Yeah, but I also do that. Like, I look away. Like, yeah. I break our gaze. Me too, because it just helps me stay focused on what I need to say. Yeah. I'm your, just looking at the clouds. Your eyes are too intense. Yeah. I love eye contact. <laughs> we love eye contact. You guys know this. Yeah, so, okay. I don't... Yeah, we don't know the, the right description for the substance that we took, but it is a mixture of sass and molly. And molly, as we know, is like a form of MDMA, so it's like an upper, whereas sass is what known more as like a psychedelic... <sighs> Yeah, from what I've read on the internets, SAS is basically the psychedelic version of Molly. Oh, right. Okay. So it's just so like it's a like little... like the same but different. Same but different. It's like tomato potato. Tomato tomato. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I was telling Steen as well before we started recording that... So I hadn't taken something like that since October. So it had been a minute for me. And I really enjoyed how I felt. Like, that was all good. No question there. But I think when I'm at um, a concert in particular, which is really the only place I've ever taken a substance like that, I guess like maybe we've done it at like clubs or whatever as well, but it's kind of the same thing. Like there's a DJ performing. Um, I like it when I'm at a show, but I also don't know because I think it like ignites something within me where I feel like I can't really be still like I'm with you guys, like I'm with my friends. So here we are, we're in the crowd together. And then there's a part of me that always feels like I have to just kind of float away and start exploring, which I don't think is a bad thing, but I don't know if I love that as well. And then eventually I'm like, I kind of just want to go home and finish riding the wave because being around everyone else on a substance, sometimes Mm -hmm. I can just feel everybody else's energy. And it's like almost too much. And then I'm like, "Eh, I think I'm just going to like sneak, sneak out. 
But if I'm just like having a few drinks or smoking, like I don't really feel that way. Yeah. So I like it. I just don't know if, if I want to keep not keep doing it at shows. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Plus, also, I think it's maybe the show too. Like, I think it depends on the show. True. And it's so weird, like how to, I just realized, like how you're. I was thinking. It's interesting how like your taste and your opinions can change like over time because last year Seven Lions was like my number one Spotify artist that I listened to. Oh, he was? Yeah, and all this like stuff. And this year I was excited to see him because I didn't get to go last year. Um, But I don't know, like I wasn't as horny for it as I was like in past years, which is like kind of unfortunate because I do love him as an artist and I do have love for him, but I don't think I'm like... I'm just not as big of a fan, which I think is okay. Like, I appreciate his music, but I'm also just like, I'm not like, you know, (laughs) so sick, dude. Like, fucking. (laughs) (laughs) My boyfriend calls, my boyfriend's like not super into Seven Lines. So he calls it because like, if you know, if you know, Seven Lines is very like, to me, it gives me like renaissance, like fairy, majestic, Mm. like run through the forest, through the meadows, explore your destiny. And so Nick calls it Game of Thrones, the band. (laughs) And I'm like, first of all, Seven Lions is one human. And he's like, Game of Thrones, the band. And I'm like, can't wait, dude. I'm like, no. Well, I see. I get it. I I get it. (laughs) Okay. This is how I feel because I've talked about the show now with a couple people and some of our friends that we were there with Thursday. I was with them again Sunday. And I don't know. So like, okay, we saw Seven Lions in 2019 at Mission Ballroom. And before then, I had never really listened to him. Like Mm -hmm. I kind of knew of him. We went to the show and I was just like, thinking about him like were we just on such a great level that night that's why i thought the show was so magical and then our friends agreed that no it was we were on a level in 2019 but also the show was so fucking good so since then i still don't really listen to seven lines that much i just like know he's there and like i feel like spotify shows me his music sometimes i'm like oh yeah cool kosher yeah and then yeah the show i was just in a great mood that night overall so i kind of just didn't really care but i think if I really had to like rate it or I guess just describe how I felt about the music, it was mm, one of our friends ca- described it as generic. And I was like, that's kind of a great way to put it. I Do guess. you feel like the music, the sound itself was kind of like not normal? It was lower than normal or it wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it wasn't projected as loud as it normally is. And it felt like he had to hold back because of probably noise ordinances, which isn't his fault. But I almost felt like we were being held back from something because I was like, I know there's more, but I'm like, I feel like I'm listening through like a piece of foam. No, I, okay. This is what I, how I feel about Red Rocks because they, because they do have the sound ordinance. And if it's really windy up there, I think it really fucks with the sound. And it was so windy oh, that night. It was really windy. And it, you can like kind of hear the sound come in and out because I just don't think it's being projected well. And Red Rocks is such a beautiful venue. So overall, the appeal is really nice. But I think over the years, the sound is just like not the best. Like Mission yeah. Ballroom sound is top tier compared well, to Red And I Rocks. think too, like we were up a lot higher than we normally are. So I feel like yeah. maybe that could affect it too. But either way, um, I would probably say I would grade it uh, six and a half out of ten. I gave it like, I was like, I don't know, like six or seven. 
and somebody from the group had a two rating and then they changed it a to point, two they changed it to point five. Point five. <laughs> jeez i was like what absolutely not it's oh not my like gosh. that but i do i will say i had a fun time because my friend it was really fun my friend shanae um came with us and she is like just recently gotten into the edm scene and that was her first show she had ever seen slash first time she'd ever been to red rocks so, so she really 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 had like a truly monumental experience which i don't want to take away from that so i have to support in that because i i get it like the mo the first time you go to red rocks and experience a show is bar none because you just you've never experienced it before so i have to like see where she's coming from. She's like, that's the best thing I've ever seen, blah, 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 which I totally understand. But I'm like, girl, wait until you go to more. I know. I'm excited for her journey. And thinking on that, since it is our 10-year anniversary this summer in Denver, but the first time we came to Denver for a Red Rock show was like 2009. So Snoop Dogg and Slightly Stupid. Yeah. And we were there all day. We got to the Rock so fucking early. I feel like we got there at like one. Mickey Avalon was one of the openers. Oh my God, I remember. What's that song? Oh yeah, My Dick. Got the double feature screen. Yo dick. Went straight to DVD. My dick. Mm -mm. I hope he's doing well. <laughs> I do too. Mickey, <laughs> shout out. We'd love to have you as a guest one day. I would love that. I do remember that. You know what's funny is I... Okay, so now that we're on the topic of just like us living in Denver, I was like thinking about like previous shows because we've been going to shows for a very long time now. And I think about, um, you know, like, you know how you guys get Facebook memories and stuff. I get a lot of memories throughout the years of just our times at Red Rocks. And it makes me laugh because like, I feel like at the beginning of our Red Rocks time we would really, really, really like take into consideration what we wore. Like I remember one year I wore a skirt with these like fancy like Vera Wang sandals and this like button up like sheer cheetah print top. Oh, I know. I know that show. That was Wiz Khalifa and Mac Miller. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like stunting for the show. Like I basically dressed for the club for Red Rocks. Yeah. And it's just funny because over the years, like you realize that mm -hmm. for one, no one gives a fuck what you wear. And for two, like, it's more, f like, it's for comfort. Like, yes, BQ, of course, but, like, it's more for comfort. And it, it makes me laugh because it's, like, at that point, I was just, like, yeah, like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I going to wear? Like, skirt. And, like, even we went to that weekend concert and we both wore heels. Oh, my God. Yes. The weekend in 2013. <sighs> yes. Uh, and we went to First Bank Center. And then, like, now I'm, like, okay, I'm definitely either wearing flat, like, boots or my vans like some type of comfortable sneaker and definitely like leggings or shorts and like a crop top or like a tank top because yeah i just want to be free i think i just don't think red rocks is the place to have raw toes out <laughs> mm. except for our boy nikki raw he knows <laughs> what we're talking about he knows <laughs> well plus like so many people are walking around you don't want to get stepped on yeah that's what i mean i'm like i remember that show yeah what Wiz Khalifa, Mac Miller. And I think I also, I remember one time, I don't know if it was that show or another one, but I'm pretty sure I wore wedges, like a three inch wedge, four inch wedge. I'm like, what? Yes, Red Rocks? I do remember. Because I feel like we had to like, we were climbing a random hill. Yes, we were trail. sliding down. <laughs> we Okay, I remember, That's. I'm glad you brought this up because I do remember we were, were in what? the, if anyone's familiar with the Red Rocks layout, 
Mal and I were in the Upper North lot, and we had friends in Lower South, I'm pretty sure. Right. Okay, Either Lower South or Lower we North. Okay. Either way, they were in one of the lower lots, and we were in the upper lot. And so we were like, God, how do we get down there? Like, we don't really know. And Mal's like, come on, like, let's just, like, go down this hill. Like, we can just, like, walk down it. And I remember, like, sliding down the hill. Like, we were literally scared. I was holding, a, like, I was holding, like, a six-pack of Blue Moons or something. And I was, like, sliding, like, trying not to, like fall but also not try to like spill our shit and i'll never forget that either but why were we wearing heels and wedges at red rocks who told us that was acceptable <laughs> i mean you can wear whatever you want like so if you do wear wedges or heels to red rocks that's fine it's just a little but hard. you'll be quick to understand that it's not the most comfortable thing no it's not really the life. move you're honestly you are doing a workout a lot throughout the show it depends on where you park for one right. if you get lucky enough to park in upper north and you don't really have to do a journey to the inside of the venue but when you're, you're walking venue, you're pretty much hiking yeah like all night you're going upstairs you're doing stairs like you're doing a workout like you've got to earn it your like boyfriend, if you, your boyfriend does a legit workout oh my show. gosh nick loves to run the stairs um he really <laughs> likes to get a good pump when we're at shows but i'm like babe we're like we went up 46 flights plus we went up the ramp plus we did this he just like, has to burn some of that sassy energy i know he, he was really sassy but <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah anyway we digress about red rocks but this episode i think is just us looking back on the last 10 years now that like we're kind of talking about it yeah now that we're in this flow Gosh, I don't even know. I was thinking about just because I knew it was our anniversary and just that we'd be talking about it a little bit on the podcast. So I was just overall thinking of our life since we moved here and we truly moved here when we were like children, which is crazy because yes, we were born and raised in Montana, but we moved here a month before Steen's 21st birthday. I was already 21. So 20 and 21. Yeah. Like Mal was barely 21 though. Barely. And then I was, yeah, I was still 20. So we were little fucking kids. Can you imagine? (laughs) And you know what's so weird is we felt so grown. Like we were like, oh, we've got this. Like we've taken, we've driven down to Denver plenty of times, which we had at that point. But at the same time, we had never lived alone. We never fully paid bills by ourselves. Like at that time, which everyone I think will agree, we, Mel and I were paying $600 each. So it was Mm -hmm. $1,200 total for a bomb ass two master bedroom two bathroom two walk-in closet like oasis a mansion basically a mansion for 20 year olds like it was a it was a really great apartment honestly such a nice apartment my mom always says that was like one of my favorite or her favorite apartments that i've lived in since we've lived here that's cute and yeah now i mean we all know inflation so if you live in denver like (laughs) that is that's like it's a fucking lot I now pay, I pay like 1600 for a one bedroom, one bath. That's like 640 square feet in our apartment. That mansion was like 1300 something square feet. So yeah, obviously times have changed since 2012. And it's so funny too. The first time we had to pay rent in that apartment because it was my first time ever paying rent. I don't know. I just like obviously didn't know what I was doing with my money, but also maybe I hadn't made that much since we had been here. Who knows? But I had to borrow money from my little brother for our first time <laughs> paying rent because well, I didn't want to ask my mom. I was like, I cannot ask my mom. I just got here the first month, the first time. Well, and it's so like, weird to because home. I remember um, I was actually just telling this story to someone. I think I was telling it to Irina. It doesn't matter. Um, I 
I remember I had like a very large, well, I mean, I had like $10,000 saved, like maybe eight, probably eight. Cause I, whatever, $8,000 saved. We moved here. And by the, we moved here in June by December, I had completely wiped that savings because I was so irresponsible with money. Mal and I literally Mal secured a job a month before we even moved here. I secured a job the week that we moved here. We ended up, we both ended up working at the same place and we were just so financially irresponsible slash like, you know, when you don't work like you, you're used to, like we both worked in Montana, but we didn't work like we needed to live. So I think you and I were maybe only working like four shifts a week. I don't even know. Like, I can't even remember when we first got here. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. remember what our schedule was like, but I do it remember started off a little dry. And then once they knew that we were hot shit on the floor they were like yeah they're like oh they're good servers and then we got way better schedules but at first it was pretty dry so i feel like we weren't making very much money yeah because we were like brand new slash like we didn't have seniority so we were getting like kind of like the shitty shifts you Mm -hmm. know and like in the shitty sections but then like on top of that we were still going out and partying like we were on vacation and i was like buying new outfits every fucking week and then i was like oh it's fine like i'll make more money i'll make more money and then come december i'm like calling my parents like hey can i borrow some money to pay for rent because and then and that's the thing too it's like and my rent was only six hundred dollars i know looking back it's like what <laughs> like, why did i need to borrow money for six hundred dollars like i would do anything if i only had to pay six hundred dollars in rent now right now be a millionaire oh my gosh a millionaire also did you know i probably have told you this and maybe i've told on the pod i don't know but either way when we so yeah that same summer so your 21st birthday and we went out with some girls we worked with his strip club yeah and i pro i just like i think i had like less than a hundred dollars oh my gosh and i had no idea yeah but i mean and coming from Montana, like less than a hundred dollars, like but still get you pretty. You're good up. to go, and like you know people, like they buy you drinks, whatever. Yeah. So we yeah, go yeah. to the strip club. We go to Shotgun Willie's with these <laughs> girls that we work with, and whoever else ended up going. And I wanted to get a round of Patron tequila shots for everybody. Oh my god, and I remember this part. I remember the total came out to like, I don't know, it was like. The total came out to more than I had, so I was like, mm. <laughs> "Oh no!" And she had, and the bartender probably already poured yeah, them. And then this girl we worked with, sadly, she actually passed away a few oh. years ago. And bless her heart, because I like looked at her and I was like, "Um, is there any way that like you could pay for this and like I could pay you back at work?" And she was like, "Yeah, girl." And oh. she paid for that round because I didn't oh. have enough to pay for it. That's a good friend. I know she. Didn't even I mean, really that's like just. That well. I mean, that's just like a good human trait yeah and she was i think also a couple years older than us and had been living here so it's like she came prepared yeah i didn't and i felt like such a loser asshole i'm like oh my god it's my best friend's 21st birthday i'm like but wait i was like why are these like 11 dollars shots that's not the norm bro and okay so now that we're like reminiscing down i will never forget our first trip to vegas being 21 both of us being 21 terrible time i will never forget it I will never forget it. It's, I mean, I think we've told this story on the pod before, but I honestly, I look back and I'm just like, what the fuck? Demons were around. My own inner demons. They took over my yeah, soul. I think that like, I mean, I think Vegas gets the best of some people sometimes. Like until you really know what it's like. Right. When you go there and you're young and you think you're hot shit and you're like, for sure, for sure, for sure. But then you're like, 
oh my god like wait we didn't actually spend that much like did we actually spend as much money as we thought that was another trip thank god our older man friends yeah that was a weird way to describe them i didn't know how else to say it but they happened to be there and And they paid for a lot of it a lot and if they wouldn't have been there we would have been fucked what were we gonna do like that was another thing i think you're just so young so i'm like oh yeah like i probably had to i think i probably took like four hundred dollars or something we're like this will be plenty but we went through it so fast and then yeah like thank god we had friends there that were like these they're just older than us they're still like our homies to this day and like they're very like financially stable do very well like, thank <laughs> yeah. god they were there because like yeah. they just like started taking care of everything we didn't even ask them yeah and which I mean, was really nice if they weren't there i guess what we would we just have had to stay home in the hotel i mean yeah well i do remember at one point my parents came down oh right because we were like meeting my parents which my parents flew in from Montana and we were flying from Denver, obviously. But like the first night, I think the first night, the first two nights was just us. And then my parents flew in and then like a lot of things happened. I think we've talked about it before. It doesn't matter. <laughs> a lot of things happened. Christine broke her nose. I broke my nose. And then I do remember on our way out, like we literally had to catch like a one o'clock flight and it's like 1215 and we're driving to the airport and Mal just like couldn't stop thinking about these Nikes that were being yes. sold at like the local footlocker <laughs> that she could probably get here but in the moment she was like i need these so bad so i gave her i literally waited in the taxi and i remember i gave you my first credit card ever it was a mastercard and i was like here just buy i'm like pay me back whenever like you deserve it and you're like okay and you like ran and you bought them and then we went to the airport <laughs> yeah i was that was such a sweet move i remember you were like mastercard will pay for everything do you remember I know. you kept saying that to me? Oh, I'm such a good friend. I didn't have a credit card at that point. No, you are such a good friend. I didn't have a credit card at the point, but I got one shortly after that. And like, we don't need to talk about that sadness, but I feel like <laughs> I'm like still paying back my terrible choices all Bro. these years later. Nobody ever told me like, all okay, the only advice I ever gave, and it's not my mom's fault, but like the only advice <laughs> she ever gave me was just don't get a credit card. Don't use one. I'm like, that isn't helpful <laughs> like, right so then when i got it all because i never had been really like properly told how to use it i just went a little wild like i would just use it and then like think it's just like all this money that's mine and then like pay the minimum part back and then obviously we all know how that goes after right. time like shit gets it just keeps adding up it's the interest it's a, it is literally I mean, I think having good or having a credit card is important for certain things, but yeah, no, there's really smart ways to use them, and I know that now. But ooh, your girl just got so lost in the sauce with credit cards for a few years, Ugh. and you know, we're, we're figuring it out. <laughs> we're figuring it out. So <laughs> this, so my old status came up. Ooh, what did it say the other day? It was long as hell. <laughs> it was like a fucking paragraph, and honestly, like. You guys know me now. Like, I'm like, the longer the paragraph, the worse your life is. Let's be honest. (laughs) Charles, take it back. I do take it back. So, I mean, okay, I do take it back wholeheartedly because... you can believe that, actually. Well, no, I I take it back because I do know that some people don't feel comfortable talking, like, outwardly, like we do, like, on the mics and stuff. So, like, I do apologize. I take it back that (laughs) if you write a paragraph, that's totally fine. I write paragraphs sometimes. Oh, I didn't think about that. Sorry. Oh, no, I just don't take it personal. Good. Yeah. I find myself sometimes not writing as long of things because I just feel like, for one, 
I think sometimes we've talked about this. It's hard to like hear somebody's voice through writing. Right. Um, that's why I think it is fun that I do like the cosmic letter for like desert rose, which is like astrology and energy. Cause like that can be like long format, mm-hmm. but when it comes to just like an Instagram caption, it can just yes. be hard. And then I'm like, will everybody even like, will anybody even read this? I'm sure some people will, but that's yeah. also a thought I have like, right. And the- paragraph, a lot of people might not read it. Right. And I mean, obviously everybody's different. So I do, I take it. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, feel your, feel what you really feel. But what I was going to say, like, is that I wrote this long paragraph of like this, 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 ABC, one, two, three, like kickball change, like Cupid shuffle. And I like read it and I'm just like, I was so fucking like so dumb like so dumb but also like i do realize like something so essentially what i wrote was i was like looking back on this year i have gone through trials and tribulations and i'm like looking back I'm like no like my parents financially supported me for half of that year and also i lived the best fucking life i ever had so like no and then i was like i went through heartbreak i went through this and like yes at the time it was a heartbreak with the squirrel with the squirrel okay but at the same time like ew that was not true heartbreak like absolutely not but at the same time like yes oh you felt i'm feeling my feels i'm 21 i don't know what and i'm just like i'm so grateful like i still am grateful for this opportunity of like being able to move and do whatever the fuck we want but i look back and i'm like oh precious little 21 year old steen like how little you know in that moment and it's funny because then like as the years progress my caption or my um status has got smaller but also because like i lived life and i realized like i don't have to like tell everybody every little thing in the moment or i don't have to prove to the world that i'm living a good life like it just made me laugh because like i love that like me at 21 was so just like Prove to everyone in Billings that you fucking made it and you're living your best life and you're never coming back. And I will say that one thing I am most proud of in this moment 10 years later is that I haven't gone back. We haven't gone back. And I think that says a lot. And I am just, I'm really happy. And like, never say never. My mom always says that. Like, don't ever say that you're not going to come back to Billings. But it feels good knowing that you and I did what we need to do. Like, we picked up extra shifts and we worked and we did the things that no matter what, that we were like, we're going to fucking stay here and we're going to live out our truth and we're not going to go back to the easy way of living, which would be moving back in with our parents and not that that's anything wrong. But I am really proud of us Mm. that now at 31, almost 31, well, 31, almost 31, that like we fucking did it, dude. Like we we were, and like now we are actual real ass adults. And like, honestly, it's so funny that you said, First of all, I can't even picture you writing a novel to the world at this point in life. Right. It's if you so did, weird. I would like support it. But like, I just can't see <laughs> Christine doing that. No, like what? Me neither. Like, I like to keep it short and sweet, y'all. Yeah, you do. Even texting. Like, sometimes yeah. you. Just I mean, I'll like, I'll do a, I'll do at least a minute and a half voice message to you. But you know what you do sometimes, and it's fine. I understand. You sometimes will send me like a few minute voice message, and I'm here for them because. I love to voice message back. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I need to address everything back. And then I address everything back. And then you send one back that's like 20 seconds. And I'm like, what? 
<laughs> well, you know what happens, honestly, is oh, because shit. I'll send it to you in the morning when I'm like at home or like doing shit or not doing shit. And then when you because usually Mal and I have like pretty separate like work schedules. True. So usually by the time you get to respond to me, I'm at work. That's so true. So then I have to keep it short and sweet. So I just have to like hit the bullet points. That is a good point. But there are times when <laughs> you're know. not. And I understand. I am a novelist. So... <laughs> But what else were you just saying that made me think of? Oh, yeah, that you felt like, yeah, you're 21 writing all this stuff. You have to talk about like your trials and tribulations. (laughs) I look back too and like, so I haven't had Facebook in a couple years, but I've been telling Steen I want to turn it back on soon because I want to save everything I have on there to my computer because I know there's so much on there that I don't have like on my phone. Like for instance, like we've been to a million fucking concerts and I used to take videos with an actual digital camera. So there's like footage from like 2010, like Eminem at like Bonnaroo, like really cool old shit. And the videos might not be great, but like, I just want all that. So I will get back on Facebook soon and do that. But that being said, like, I think back to like, I get like secondhand embarrassment for myself (laughs) because I feel like I did used to have this part of like my personality. Um, And maybe it's like an egotistical thing where I just like, I don't know. I just like really always had like kind of such a strong voice. I feel like on Facebook, mm-hmm. like especially when we were in our network marketing days. Yeah, and, like, I just like really felt so strongly about what we were doing and like being an entrepreneur and like all these things. And like now, I'm like, it's so funny because I feel like on Instagram, if people follow me and they don't really know me, know me, like they would know really nothing about me because like I'm not out here like doing all these like long Facebook statuses yeah. all the time where I'm trying to like not prove myself. I don't know. There was just like such a silly part of my personality. But you almost felt like you did have to prove yourself. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Cause like I was constantly like writing novels on Facebook about whatever it was I was feeling. And it was like, now looking back, I get embarrassed because I feel like it would come across as just like, I know everything and like what I what my opinions are on things are the only way to think. Like mm-hmm. I did like used to think that. And like, that's probably normal for a lot of like 21, 22 year olds, but yeah, ugh, you have these, it makes me embarrassed. You have these epiphanies as you grow up and you're just yeah. like, holy fuck. I'm the only person that's ever experienced this. So I have to tell the world. Yeah. So I get it. And I think, yeah, like I think as you get older, like, like you said, like for me, my captions got shorter, but honestly <laughs> it's like, because I just don't like, if you know, you know, Right. Like, I feel like if I post a picture of, like, me and you, like, people obviously know we've been friends for fucking ever. So it's like... You tell them. I don't have to be like, this is my best friend of a million plus one years and guess the fuck what she did this and this and this and this and all of a sudden... You better fucking tell It's like, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, you're gonna fucking know. Yeah, I feel that too. Oh my gosh. (sighs) Cute. Your birthday's coming up. Just so many Just in the nick of time. So many memories on one cute drink today. Hit it with the ASMR. Do you want some of this? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, as we've been reminiscing about our time in Denver, I was just thinking too, like all the things that we have tried slash done, like for instance, to like make money 
and like all just like <laughs> different jobs oh, and no. like obviously i mean if you're an og listener you know about or just like a longtime friend you know about like our network marketing journey when we were in a company called vima mm-hmm. and we loved wearing blazers and collars we, we were business casual at every <laughs> and any given moment was that like the theme of the moment though for that era because i swear express yes which is where we would shop all the time that's like <sighs> I feel like we weren't the only ones just like always being business. No, casual. we weren't. And this is the thing. So Mal's not on TikTok, but you think you had an original life and you really don't because then you- people will post and it's like, did I not have any like one of a kind experience? Because after the Ugg boot, ripped jean skirt, double layered polo collar popped era came the business fucking casual and <laughs> like what the, i don't even know but like everyone was wearing like pencil skirts blazers with everything oh, you know those i loved like, a blazer um they're called like peplum tops it was like um it was like tight and then it would like like flow out ew yes kind of like baby doll look yeah i don't and, know like, why that just made me feel weird thinking about I feel like stripes were a big thing. I, all I can think about is stripes. I was thinking about Mal had like nineteen hundred fedoras. I had a f- okay, yeah. When we you lived- should have entered a, a picture of your wall if I, you have yes, it. See, that's why I do have to get on Facebook because all that shit is there, and like I just need to save every single thing on my Facebook to my computer. But no, I had a fedora wall when Christine and I lived together. I was to say obsessed. I think it's a small term for this obsession. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Like I literally had a wall in my closet and I just like put a bunch of nails everywhere and I just hung my fedoras on the wall and I had like at least 20, but I think I had oh, more. Yeah. And I just wore them all the time. Just catch me in a fedora everywhere I go, like every color, every pattern. <laughs> like I loved them. And the one blazer I keep thinking about reminded me so much of Beetlejuice. It was like bubblegum pink with black stripes. And I thought, yes, it was just, like, so that was cool. so cool. It was in the moment. I had a bright red one. I had like multiple black ones. I had a pink like crop one. I, rem- I remember. I had a them. lot. I, it, I, <laughs> Uh, you guys, we were going to conventions left and right. We oh were my god, so diehard. We and then here's the thing: like, if you believe in something, fuck yeah, do it with all. Do it with your all. But it is funny to look back because we're like changing the world. Well, and it's cute because like I don't regret. I don't now regrets about anything. But like, it is true. Like. I would never have changed that we did that for a couple years because same for one, I don't think, I don't think, well, I think everything for one, like is a part of your journey as corny as it sounds. Like I do think everything that you do, all the things that you try, like there's a reason for everything. And then it teaches you where you need to go next. And like you learn something from that. Even if you're in a job that you hate, like there's definitely qualities that you'll pick up from that job that you'll take into like, whatever it is you're meant to be doing or what you decide to do next. So like looking back, okay, like we started doing that when we were like 23, 22 ish till we were 24, 25, whatever the time frame was. So like very young still and very impressionable. And like, I think what is cool about us doing that is like, it definitely made me realize how much I wanted to do my own thing. However that looked and like, I don't, maybe that wouldn't have happened if we didn't do Vima. Like, that's true. Maybe I would have just never even had that part of my brain open up if we didn't. I think it gives you a good perspective of like, there are 
unconventional ways to make money. Yes. Which is okay. And like, that's kind of what we're doing now is like, we are trying to get in the podcast world, which generally speaking is still like an unconventional way of making a living. So yeah. And I got to say, like, if it weren't for those times, we wouldn't have learned about, you know, like Bob Proctor. Yeah. No, it definitely like brought us into um what's the word like a self self, like a self-growth like people say like self-help but i mean yeah like what's wrong with a little self-help oh i love it i still love it to this day i don't really listen to like all those old old, all the ogs from that time era but like it definitely helped us grow and evolve and i'm so grateful for it as much as we may joke about it it really was a monumental portion of our life (laughs) it was it's just like obviously when you look back what when you get like secondhand embarrassment is just like thinking of all the people I would send a thousand Facebook messages to. And like, it's like a common, what I love now about like 2022, it's like a common known thing. Like you get that message. It's like, Hey girl, long time. No see. I see you're crushing at life. I really love your drive. And I can tell that you have a phenomenal work ethic. And I'm, Oh my God, I'm so happy we're on this topic, actually. I've been meaning to tell you this for so fucking long. Like if I scroll like these notes, like they're so far down here because it's been forever. I've been wanting to talk to you about this. Okay, so speaking of network marketing or those kinds of companies, do people call it something else now? I know like the naysayers call it pyramid schemes, but... Like MLMs. MLMs, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, so... But yeah, network marketing, I think. Yeah, that's just like, I guess, what we always called it when we were being taught by the greats okay i somehow some way get prospected kind of often i believe like by strangers and you're so approachable we well i think we both are but christine and i like it's just something we are approachable we don't say that to like toot our own horn. Apparently our friend Brian is too. He was telling me the same thing recently. Like <laughs> yeah. anytime he goes out on his own, he's like, people just always talk to me. I'm like, wait, really? Like it just happens. I think like, if you I just have know. like a nice looking face and like <laughs> you're, I think people sense energies. Yeah. Like as if you, it's an energy thing. If you don't sure. believe in it or not, like, no, it's definitely an energy thing. People can just feel like you can tell if somebody just seems closed off or like yeah. their mood, like you're probably not going to go and try and talk to that person. Right. So it's definitely that. But okay, twice this year already, I've been prospected and I've been meaning to tell you this for so long because, well, okay, the first one, she never full on prospected me. And I was like kind of feeling bad because I was like, I just started thinking about every possible outcome or yeah every possible reason why this woman was randomly talking to me. I'm like, oh my God, what if she just moved here and just was trying to make a random friend at the store? But I was like, probably not because this is what they do. And this is, I remember like they would tell us like, if you're going to like approach a stranger, just like you start complimenting something about them, right? asking them like what they do for work. Are they open to making other ways of money? (sighs) And once you hear that question, like you always fucking know, like, you just know and like if you know you know like if you've been in if you've been in the network marketing world you know but if you haven't then you don't because you're like wow this person's genuinely yeah interested in my well-being or like she really does love my backpack yeah like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and the first one was at a dsw um and this girl she just was like almost following me around dsw it was 
Kind of and weird. I could just feel it. I was like, oh, I was like, why is this happening? Like, I'm really trying to buy some new shoes today. <laughs> and then she's the one that never full on went through with it, like asking for my number or anything. But I could just tell by the way she kept following me around the store and then asking me. Well, first of all, she asked me what I was shopping for that day. I was like, shoes. She's like acting like an employee. Yeah, I was so like literally like she was like just trying. She was acting like an employee. <laughs> like what? She complimented my leggings. That was the start of it. Blah, blah, blah. And then towards like the end of her following me around, I'm like, oh, I was like, she's going to ask me soon. And then I think I just kind of did a good job at starting to be like a little like closed off. Like I kind of just like could feel her presence in some area of the store. It was like a very open layout. So like you couldn't hide. But then she did come into like a closed aisle, like where they do like sale stuff. Uh-huh. And I was in like a sale thing and she came in the same, like I had nowhere to go. So we were there together and she asked me if I had found anything yet. And I was like, maybe, I don't know. Like I showed her the shoes that I was going to get and I did get them. And then just like whatever other questions she asked me. But then it never went through because I think she picked up on my vibe that like, you just weren't feeling it. Yeah. I started off really nice. And then it's just like, I could feel what she was doing. So then there's that one. And then at Target, just like two months ago, um, a lady complimented my backpack. <laughs> and then as soon as she started talking to me, I just, I knew honestly, the second she complimented me, you can just feel it. Like you yeah. just know. You can tell. Yeah. Because when they start to just ask all these questions, what do you do for work? You're like, why the fuck do you want to know? Like, we're just buying Vaseline. (laughs) You're buying Vaseline. (laughs) Christine is a Vaseline hoarder. Fiend, if you will. You know, this is off topic, but chapstick companies will get you. You're addicted. I'm addicted. I will admit it. I'm addicted to Vaseline because my lips will not go a day without them, without it. Like Vaseline every day. Every single day. You don't skip a day. Never. Oh. Multiple times. I put it on before bed on my lips. I put it on before bed. I put it on my lids. I your eyes. Mm-hmm. I used to do that. I kind of forgot that was a thing. I should. But do I have like my little like lippy tube, and I just all day. I'm all a day. huge fan lately. The Burt's Bees pomegranate. Ooh. It just gives your lips a nice color. I do like those. I get nervous. Can you tell that I have it on right now. Yes, I can. Yeah. I get nervous though because like with other products, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like drying agents, even though I'm literally putting petroleum on my <laughs> mouth. But I get nervous, so I don't use those anymore. But I do like the Burt's Bees colors because it's nice. It's like moisture and color. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like my new thing. Sometimes I won't even do lip gloss if I'm going out. I'll just do that. Mm-hmm. A nice cute blush. We love it. We love it. Anyway, okay. Off topic. Yeah, just since we're okay, network marketing, getting prospected. I guess it is like an energy thing. People, or I'm like, sometimes I'm like, is it my karma for bothering so many people (laughs) back in the day? Not saying you're being a bother, but like, I mean, I was kind of being a bother. I would like borderline like harass people in their Facebook DMs. Like, they would not respond. They would open and see it, and then I would keep sending more messages. Like, what? hardcore like embarrassing to me but um anyways yeah this is the thing though she i knew what she was doing and this is not the only times these situations have happened to me and then they ask for my phone number and i don't know how to say no and i can't give them a fake number because they always call it on the spot so i guess like yeah i'm just bringing it up but now that we're here like as a question 
But is there a way to like tell them, no, you can't have my number? Like, what do you say? You say, no, you can't have my number. (laughs) (laughs) Charles, you know it's not that easy. I know. Okay, there we go. Mic check, motherfucking one, two. Anyway, (laughs) I know it's easier said than done, but you kind of have to think of it like when you start dating and like people approach you for your phone number, it's like you kind of like make up little lies like, oh, like I have a boyfriend or I have a girlfriend or whatever. But I know in that moment, especially like the way that they word it, if they're good at it, they'll be like, hey, like let's exchange information because like you just reminded me of something that I could totally use you for and blah, 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 blah. So it's like, they always say (sighs) that they have been so lucky that this couple took them under their wing and that they're showing them the way to financial freedom and that she'll be financially free within the next five years. That's what the lady said to me at Target. And they do always say that, like this couple has taken me under their wing and they're showing me the way. And I know that she fully believes it and I support it. Like I want people make money now. Like you can, I'm not like being a hater on it. And like, there's good products, but it's just like, I hate being prospected in the wild when I'm at target. And then like when they ask for my number, I never know how to say no. And so then I give it. And then actually I just remembered how that story ended. She called me probably three times with three different voicemails I never returned them and she's never called me again. And I feel bad. I don't want to ignore her. But you what know what I do? Answer? Well, uh. I just thought of this. You know what you could do is just say, like, you know what? Like, I appreciate the compliment. Um, you're more than welcome to give me your contact information, but I'm not gonna give you mine. Oh. Like I think that would be okay. Like I think that's, that's very good. okay to say. Or like no, it's very or like, okay. you know, like I, I appreciate it. I'm not comfortable giving you my information, but feel free to give me yours and if i feel the need to reach out then i will and then they should be like okay sure whatever and then we'll go from because what are you gonna say no it's like okay then fine. <laughs> yeah like i don't want your number either yeah you're a stalker oh i don't know it's yeah. a hard one i think that just comes with boundaries and being more strict with how you let people approach you which is always a work in progress on my end. I'm definitely way better than I used to be, but it's still those situations. Like when people ask for an number, I'm just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Take it. I don't care. Okay. So with that being said, to round off this episode, like what would you say after 10 years of living on your own, what do you think would be like, one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self or to someone that's listening that is thinking about like moving away from home, starting their own life, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my God. That's a great question. Let's see younger self, but also anybody listening that wants to move. Well, especially if our little siblings are listening because they're getting to be that age where they both want to move. And I feel kind of bad because it's like things are so much um, pricier than they were like when we moved like true and we still kind of like struggled because we were just like young but I think definitely like as boring as it sounds but like truly making sure you have like a fat good amount of money to move with because yeah. I mean but you can make it work too like and sometimes I love like a scrappy story and I feel like our story <laughs> is kind of scrappy like, yeah and I mean like we have plenty of stories to tell tell our windpipes break but Truly. And like, I'm just such a believer in like, I don't know, working out. Everything does always work out. Like, I know that sounds so cliche or it's like, uh. well, and especially if you really want something like, I think that it will always work out too. I think so too. And it did like, yeah. and I have definitely had moments of 
so many moments of struggle, like when it comes to finances and stuff while being here this last 10 years. And even now still, sometimes I'm like 31. I'm like, I still have these moments with myself. I'm like, Mallory, not again. Why did you spend so much that's another story that yeah. just happened over this <laughs> another day that's fine weekend. but also for my younger self i think truly one of the things which isn't related to like moving your finances is just oh my god just be fucking nice to yourself like you i'm sure people have heard this before but it's like you have to live with yourself for the rest of your life like being mm-hmm. you no matter if you want that for yourself or not like it's just the truth and so Right. Just make your life easier by being fucking nicer to yourself. And like, I didn't grow up with that kind of an example. Um, as much as I like love my family, I was not portrayed. That was just not portrayed in growing up. And like, I'm sure a lot of people our age can relate. Like our parents just didn't, some parents probably did. Like some parents were really cool and like had, not saying our parents aren't cool, but like had like that acceptance of like self-love and like a body acceptance. Yeah. And I just, I didn't grow up with that. And so it definitely really played a huge role into my adult life especially yeah like being here like (sighs) be fucking nice to yourself and like even when you do fuck up because when you fuck up and then you're like even harder on yourself it just makes everything way more depressing Mm -hmm. and like you are going to fuck up all the time it doesn't matter what age you are and yeah i don't know girl be nice to yourself okay (laughs) okay thanks (laughs) um I agree with all of that. I think if I were to say something, (laughs) it would be, (sighs) it's a lot. Growing up is a lot, but I think the biggest thing would be don't try to make permanent decisions based on temporary feelings. And that's like something that you see, like that's not an original quote. So don't like put me in a book for that. But (laughs) um, yeah, like try not to do that, but also realize that things change constantly and no matter what like whether you change or your environment changes something's bound to change and it's not always going to be the exact same so at that so with that being said like enjoy the moments that you do love and appreciate the learning moments but just know that like things always change and everything's gonna be okay wait i really love that And I think just because we were talking about this earlier in the episode, to add on to that, like, I know when you're so young or at any age, like, you can feel like what you think is right. And that's how the whole world should be. But I think now more than ever, it is so important (laughs) to just realize that we are all on this earth to be different. And as much as other people's beliefs might fucking upset you and annoy you, like, you can't control it. And just like, you just, I don't know. We're going to get into this topic within the next episode about what's going on. But like, it's just to me, like the older I keep getting, it's like we have to just accept each other as we are. And the people that are terrible people, they are going to just be fucking terrible people, unfortunately. And like, I just have to like not think about them. Yeah. I think that advice sometimes is, at least for me, it was a lot harder to recognize or accept when I was like, young because like when we were doing like the network marketing thing i'm like everybody needs to do this yeah. i'm like get with me or get with no one <laughs> exactly like vima or die and it's just like no girl like we're all meant to be here to be different to be mm-hmm. on our own journeys people's beliefs are going to seem very fucked up to you our beliefs are going to seem very fucked up to other people and like at the end of the day that's just how it goes it's okay 
Yeah. It's just how it goes, baby. <sighs> so, gosh, what a good reminiscing episode. Um, it was really great. Anyway, to round it all off, as always, you can find us on Instagram at one cute drink. I'm Christine underscore moi. And please let us know if like this episode made you rethink any memories that you may have had in the last 10 years, like whether you've moved to a different state or like started a new journey, things that you've learned from being 10 years ago yourself compared to now. Hit us up. Let us know. We'd love to hear the things that you've learned and the things that you've hated, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah. Oh, and also you can find us on TikTok. We are at One Cute Drink Podcast. I'm trying to learn to post more on that. So hit us up on there. And you can find me at Music with Mal. And if you are a little astrological babe or you're interested in astrology, any of the things, or you just like love me, want to support me, I'm also at Desert Rose Astro. And I send out a free cosmic letter through your email inbox every other week. I was doing it every week up until now, but I need to focus on actually creating the product that I want to create. So now we're just doing it every other week. And that's on God. That's on period. Cheers to us. 10 years. 10 years and tears <laughs> of the podcast. If tears you've been a podcast. consistent listener, we appreciate you so much. We love you. And oh, the last thing I'll say is the amount of reviews we have do not line up to the amount of listeners. So please leave us a review. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take you two seconds. Apple, Spotify, wherever. We love you guys. Have such a cute week. Thank you for being here. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.